as the torciadores quietly rolled their cigars and the despalilladoras stripped the stems from the tobacco leaves. They were entertained, informed, and inspired by literature and the daily news. So began the tradition of El Lector, the reader. This is the El Lector podcast. Stories and cigars from the exiled South. What did you just need? Uh, I needed your house key, which is also a bottle opener. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you finagle that? Who got that for you? So that was a gift. Wait, right? was this first a bottle opener and it turned into a house key? No. Um, Wait, I, I was sent to the store. We got a new front door a few months back, and I was sent to Home Depot to procure keys. So my wife got a palm tree. <laughs> and I was just thinking, well, you know oh. what would be handy to always have yeah. in my pocket? Does she have a palm tree problem? <laughs> Yeah, she's addicted to coconut water. She loses her palm trees. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, we're here today, guys. Where uh, we well, what was our last episode? It was the Rodriguez Cigar Factory episode where yeah. we interviewed uh, Danny DeFabio. That was pretty good. Did you guys get to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Victor. No, no, I was so fascinated by their logo, the keys crossing. I thought that was yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. That was our trip to Key West. We had a great time. Mark, you were there. Victor, I was, was there. there as well. Yeah, you guys were there. What did you, was, what'd you think? I haven't even heard what you guys thought of the Key West trip. Uh, was I sick? No, you no, weren't. no, no. That was like the first time I could sleep past eight since my baby was born. There so that go. was. Monumental for me. That yes. was the best part, actually, getting to sleep till nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the camaraderie and the alcohol and the cigars. Were <laughs> and we were talking about that restaurant we went to. You were asking, was it Pepe's? Pepe's. Is that was? Yeah. yeah. What did What do we have there? Because you said it was our favorite. I didn't recall it. I I, I seem to remember blue blue cheese steak. Something oh like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I had some sort of like meatloaf. Dare you had a giant? No, meatloaf. it was no. My so somebody did have meatloaf. The thing I got was like. I think it was like pork fried steak or something like that. Like no, was, no, no, no. It was a pork chop <clears throat> and a steak. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a, a stack involved. But yeah, it was definitely a pork chop and a steak. Yeah, I had the yeah. meat, meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It was ridiculously good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Key West. I, I was my, my favorite trip. I've only been there like, well, I've been there like 10 times, but that was like because we live mm-hmm. relatively close. And, and it was my favorite trip, probably because there were no children on the trip. And um, if, of course, if I were with my daughter Racky now, I'd have a blast as well. But you know, but when she was small, we kind of sound like we hate our kids, don't we? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of sleep. I had the best time yeah. of my life. It was fantastic. Uh, uh, what, yeah. What's, but it was what's fun. that scene in, in, in Hook when because uh, they're they're trying to convince uh, Peter Pan's kid to leave him or to stay in Neverland. And, it, and Dustin Hoffman's playing Hook, and he, he leans over to his kid, and he says, Before you were born, your parents were happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I have not yet reached the point in fatherhood where I've watched Hook and identified with Captain Hook. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that, Victor. <laughs> Well, we stayed at we we stayed at a what was the name of the house we stayed at the uh, um, Charles Manson no, Charles Manson house right. yeah yeah I actually just deleted the Wi-Fi network Charles out of my Manson I believe yeah, no. 
it actually was uh, the skeleton house. Skeleton house. The skeleton. Skelet, yeah. Not skeleton, but the skeleton right, house. The Jack Skellington house. And <laughs> that place was really cool. Right? That was that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, 1800s the, the best house. was when you walk up to the third floor, and it's an entire cedar-lined attic. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, and the swimming pool with the iguana that decided to take a dump in it while we were in it. Yeah, yeah, that the, was great. The, the iguana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was in the pool, and uh, were you, you didn't see the iguana. I saw. The you saw that? Yeah. Took a dump on the on the branch over the pool. Yeah. yeah. And it just leaned precariously on the top of the branch, and it decided to kick it off into the pool just for. Yeah, I, th- I think you have the makings of a Hemingway short story right there. Yeah, yeah. You're really work on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I have a nice footnote to our Hemingway, uh, <clears throat> our Hemingway episode, which was. Um, it was. Have you guys heard the Hemingway versus Faulkner little digs? Like no. Like, it like <coughs> rap battles of history kind of. Basically, thing. <laughs> um, Faulkner reviewed The Old Man in the Sea, and he said, um, "Poor Faulkner. Does he not really think? Does he really think Bigham? Sorry, rewind. So." Faulkner said about Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Oh man, I started with the second half. Faulkner. Mm. <laughs> what? <a> <laughs> <laughs> Did Faulkner criticized himself in the third person. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Faulkner. <laughs> yeah, Faulkner was self self loathing. No, okay. So here it is. A nice footnote to our Hemingway trip. I found out about the Faulkner versus Hemingway, like you know, yeah. 1900 rap battle. <clears throat> so Faulkner wrote about Hemingway. He has never been known to use a word that might send a reader to the dictionary. Uh-huh. And Hemingway, always, always the the last word said, "Poor Faulkner. Does he really think big emotions come from big words?" Oh, so, oh nice. burn! Yeah, I think he. Wait, you he got did you ever hear what Mark Twain said about <laughs> Jane Austen? What did Mark Twain say about <clears throat> Jane Austen? Any library would be made better if one were to remove every Jane Austen book. Even if that library had no other book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. Uh, Score one for the dudes. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we smoking today, guys? We, got, we each got the same cigar. Yes. Uh, I, I procured. I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> How do you say procured like you in French? How <laughs> <laughs> do you say it in French? Procure. 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 Just sound like you're gonna like throw up. La, la mission, <laughs> la mission de atelier cigar. Uh, this is made by who? Who's who makes this? You were looking so, this up. So um, it's I don't know the gentleman's name, but it's a, the same guy who owns Tatuaje cigars. Right. Started this the La Atelier brand as well. So I picked these. I picked this up. This, I got the what size is this? This is the the largest one. I'm yeah, guessing, it's the Toro. The Toro. I got. I picked up the the sh- the shorter one, the Corona size, I guess, or uh-huh. whatever it's called. I think anyway, so. um, we're cigar, cigar experts. We're cigar experts, <laughs> yes, on our cigar show. <laughs> and um, and I I really enjoyed it because it's full flavored cigar. And I know we've been we we lit we broke the rules and lit up before. What do you guys think of it? Um, <clears throat> it's excellent so far. I really like the the kind of boldness of it. The yeah. like it just I don't know it's. Quite the opposite of like one of those, you know, Carolina or, or you know, um, Connecticut rapper. Connecticut rapper. What yeah. What's the rapper on this? Did, did, did it say there? It did. Um, While well, he's looking that up, what do you think about it, Victor? Um, I usually don't like dark cigars. Mm-hmm. 
moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, I do. It's not bad. It's not bad. I do like this. is This is a really. It's definitely a, like a. This is probably a one-hour smoke. I might smoke it in thirty minutes. So that's me. <laughs> it's a Mexican rapper, a Mexican San Andres ah, rapper, oh. Mexican rapper, Mexican. and we happen to have a Mexican in the room with us today. <laughs> Everybody, meet Julieta. Hi. Julieta, can you say hi? <laughs> Say hi. Orale, compadre. <laughs> so, 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 Juliet, can you tell us where you got your name from? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, my father was a Mexican. Also. <laughs> no what are the way. chances? You what know, it is crazy? incredible. <laughs> now that we have 23 and me, it is incredible. How does that work? <laughs> Actually, I'm not a millennial. No, um, I didn't do those. Those are expensive. Okay. Anyway, um, so there are cigars called Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Julieta. Julieta. They're in Spanish, and my father apparently used to smoke these a lot, and he named his child after one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And, and by the way, totally, we we didn't invite you here for that reason. Actually, you mm-hmm. you you were here already. Oh, I'm, <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious. How did your brother Monte Cristo get his name? <laughs> Actually, he's like a third generation. My brother's like a duke. <laughs> That's what they call what? him. Like um, a Mexican duke? Like, Mexicans no, have dukes? Not like royalty. <laughs> oh, okay. But like the third, you know what I mean? The oh. third is duke. I didn't know he's that. He's like junior, senior. Okay. Oh, I'm a duke. Holy cow. I'm Marcos the third. <laughs> All of a sudden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> haven't called you Marcos this whole time. Like, that's me. King Friday the oh, wait, 13th. <laughs> Refer to me as Duke from now on. Yeah. Elder Duke. Elder Duke. <laughs> Elder Duke. I think I'm going to use the familiar of Dookie. Elder Dookie. Yeah, Elder I was going to say, yeah. Oh, fun. Speaking of which, who didn't flush the toilet? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. I think so, we, have, we have some other guests with us. We do. We do. Why don't you pass the mic around and everybody say hi. Hi, I'm Maria. Hey, Maria. Nice to have you here. Are you missing? Nice. No. <laughs> I'm Cuban and Syrian. So. Oh. Hi, I'm Racky. I've been on the podcast before. Yeah, that's my daughter. Hi, yeah. Racky. Hi. Yeah, so these these are her, are Racky's friends, and they just Hi. happened to be here today. It's uh, Veterans <laughs> Day, <laughs> and they were hanging out, and I said, yeah, why don't you just stay over and hang out with us a little and more? Racky, what's your heritage? Um, my father is Cuban-American, and my mother is from Chile. Oh. Ah. And I was born and raised in Miami. Right, represent. Yes. And last but not least. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. Um, my dad is from Nicaragua, and my mom is Cuban. Wow. So, basically, everybody you're hearing on the mic of Latin descent is Mexican. Forget what we said. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Mexican. Just keep so that in these mind. Are, yeah. isn't, these isn't are different <laughs> parts of Mexico. Cuba, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what you guys said? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I'm Mark. Uh, my parents are both from Indiana. <laughs> oh, Indian. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so we were talking tonight about about these cigars, and um, we were reading about it. And so, on this particular uh, cigar, one of the reviews—it's not even a review; it's more just like the description on the website, you know, where you can buy it. It says, um, 
coming dressed in a Mexican San Andres wrapper over a Nicaraguan long fillers, including the revered Sancti Spiritus leaf. The cigar is stunning in appearance, medium to full-bodied and box-pressed with a pigtail cap. The cigar includes robust notes of chocolate, pepper, coffee, leather, and wood. Leather. Mm. Notes of leather. Totally good leather. (laughs) And it it boasts complexity and depth of flavor. So... We're here tonight to answer the question, what? Yeah, exactly. Can, can we, yeah, I, I, I can, love can that. Read through that list of supposed flavors. Yeah, yeah so, so supposedly, this guy who wrote about uh, this allegedly, was supposedly. able to distinguish notes of chocolate, chocolate, pepper, pepper, no. coffee, coffee, no. leather, <laughs> and leather? wood. Mm. And, and then he goes on to note that it boasts complexity and depth of flavor. Mm. Okay, so that that's the stuff that I every everybody looks at and secretly says that's BS. But then nobody says that's BS on a podcast or in a magazine or in any publication at all because they're supposed. Oh yes, I am no. getting notes of chocolate covered shoes. So yes, it's it's. it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. That is not chocolate. Yes, um, it, it sounds like it's a case of Emperor's New Clothes. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're here to. We're here to tell him that he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, maybe, or maybe we're here to, to better understand why we are not seeing his clothes. So why aren't we seeing them? Well, okay. So there, we found an article. Um, it's on Small Batch Cigar. I don't know if you, know, you have ever ordered cigars from Small Batch, but they, they are, I actually really like them. They kind of curate small um, batches. batches. Yeah. Ah. Well, <laughs> but they'll, they'll basically do like their own little batches. samplers that are thematic or of some sort. So like I um I was really wanting to try a brand that is not carried in our local store, and I, I searched them and they happen to have one available in that short time. Do, do they do like a loot crate of cigars? Not exactly, but mostly because I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think all of us. I don't think most of us know what that is. It's, it's, it's like a booty of cigars, maybe? A, a oh. loot crate, you a loot, said? A loot crate, not a loot, a medieval like string Like the Renaissance instrument. No. <laughs> of no, course. Like, there's websites, I forgot what they're called, Geekbox or whatever, loot crate, where you pay a subscription, and every month you get something in the mail, and for like a loot crate, oh. it's, oh, a Captain America figurine, and oh. bubblegum that has Iron Man's face <laughs> on it, and just... Random stuff that you're not going to get in a store. I gotcha. Yeah. So does Small Batch yeah. do that kind of thing where they send you like a sampler of cigars every that's, month? That's, I mean, I don't think you can subscribe to it. Subscription, that's the word. Yeah, I don't think you can subscribe to it. <laughs> but so, okay, like today I go to their site and um, their daily batches, they have, uh, the feature product for today is, let's see, a six, you can buy a pack of five of... La Relatos, the first cigar, or the first by Warped Cigars. La Relato? So it's, it's like a small, like a sampler pack. And so, like, uh, there was a brand I wanted to try, Roma Craft Cigars. And, and they're they, killing they have a, Spanish in these, these cigar companies. La Relatos? Is that, is that? Wouldn't it be Los Isn't Relatos? It El Relato? Uh, Maybe Relatos is something different. Maybe I'm killing Spanish. Well, no, a lot of these labels, they mix languages. Yeah. And, it's like yeah. how uh, you, they spell the brand names funky. Uh, I just want to ask a question because Sophie and I were wondering what does um, how does leaving the ash on the cigar for long a long period of time how does that affect while you're smoking? Does I think it looks anything? cool. I, think, <laughs> I know, but I feel I think it one looks time, better. Yeah. Didn't you? Say, I feel like one time. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. there it um 
something about the. I don't know the answer. I can tell <laughs> you. I, I, can, I, I can. think what I've heard in the past is that it, it like mellows the the it like cools the the smoke or something. Not it's only like that, it also thing. shows how well constructed the cigar is. Yeah, because it's it's, it's, it's it's completely. You can see in this one, it's it's completely yeah. uniform. Yeah. It's burning straight through. Uh, it's not canoeing. It's not it's not falling apart and flaying at the end. I'm probably making an ass of myself right now, but I think you that's what it is. You're yeah. making an ash of yourself. I'm making an ash of my thank oh you. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Stop. Let's start over. <laughs> 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 does it also, does the thickness of the cigar also affect it? Because when I was smoking one of these. That's my, okay. The Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, those are, those are little cigarrillos to like smoke a, an aperitif after dinner or something like that, yeah. Or with your morning cup of coffee. Really good with a little cup of coffee, yeah. <laughs> you know, you wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jones, that's yeah, your, your, your midnight cigar. <laughs> so, okay. So, Small Batch has... Th- these guys are, are, I would say, like a good actor in the cigar world. They, they're doing thoughtful stuff. Um, you can get, you know, samplers that they create themselves of cigars that go well together. Or they'll have some kind of, like academic theme even though they might not be related like right. these guys are, are clever and they are this company i don't mean to you know use gender specific language there but <laughs> these dudes um so small batch they, they do this but they have a pretty cool blog and and i was i found their article that says it's in their faq section if you go to their site how do reviewers taste all those crazy flavors huh. and so they have uh, you know a couple hundred words on the idea and um, we'll link to the, the article in the show notes and everything. But the first thing they say is um, it takes patience. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that they actually work hard to isolate their senses when, like, like a serious reviewer, like right. the guys from Cigar Aficionado or, um, you know, like the, like the, uh, what is it, uh, halfwheel.com. They do really in depth reviews of cigars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do maybe a, a, a thousand words on a cigar when they do a review, they're just in depth. So <clears throat> the first thing they do is they focus. They kind of, um, they, they are not eating food. They're not drinking anything. Mm. They're, they're working only on a cigar, and they'll only review the first cigar they smoke of the day. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're saying no beer and brats before <laughs> eating. Right, because mm. I, I was joking earlier. I'm getting strong uh, sauerkraut yeah, you know, notes. Yeah, notes of cabbage <laughs> and <laughs> onions. <laughs> Smallish hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one of the big ones is focus. <clears throat> but you know, I think that unless you're writing for a, a publication about how cigars taste, no. And I think there's something to that. Obviously, it's like anything else. If you're if you're 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 cleaning cleansing the palate and and that, that's all you're doing that day. You're you know you're you're focusing on that and you and your and your skills are honed to. To look for these flavors, I get it. It's kind of like a wine sommelier. Exactly. You know, like a wine sommelier. I, I you know, you you might, so you might not, you may drink some, a glass of wine and not think about it, but then you're sitting with a sommelier and they tell you, what do you taste? Do you taste this? And all of a sudden, you don't know if it's power of suggestion or if you're actually tasting mm-hmm. it, but now you're tasting, you know, notes of yeah. cranberries or whatever. And even though you you don't frequently eat cranberries, but I'll say, oh, that's a cranberry. I think there's also yeah. something to um, this has to be like a Gladwell book or something. How most people, let's think of like a, like a classical pianist. Most people can tell the difference between like a bad piano player and a good piano player. Fewer people can tell the difference between a good piano player and a great piano player. Yeah, yeah. So, and then very, very few people can tell the difference between a great piano player and the greatest. 
Right. So it, it's, but it, the people who can tell are also very deeply into that. It's not like a knack. It's just, they yeah. spend a lot of time filtering out different things. Mm-hmm. So we have a friend, a mutual friend, Jim, who, who plays jazz piano. And most people are impressed with anything that, you know, sounds like it's confusing to play. <laughs> but Jim's actually able to tell, like, no, he messed that part up. Which is, in jazz, how do you mess a part up? But Jim can tell. Um, so I think with, like, cigar reviewers, they uh, were trusting, I guess, that they can tell the difference between a good and great cigar. Yeah, it's worth saying, I would say, at this point, if, if, if one of our listeners knows a serious cigar reviewer or, or somehow a serious cigar reviewer hears this, we would love to talk to you. Uh, I think that would be fascinating. And if you're not a serious cigar reviewer, you could probably trick us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> we welcome your uh, mocking calls. We'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Which we would probably get a lot of. <laughs> yes, my name is H. Longbottom Puffingcraft. <laughs> I will say, so another thing that they mention here is that a lot of the, the serious reviewers actually work hard to... <laughs> oh, is this first or... <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, the hand. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. It was really? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, someone has a, a little cigarillo here, and she's holding it with a tiny hand. That's really freaking me out, man. And that's really <laughs> creepy looking. It's yeah, a hand sorry. on a hand. I just... <laughs> tiny plastic hand. Dude, yeah. It's like your finger grew a hand. All right, sorry, Mark. No, no, it's... Um, <laughs> why try to do anything serious, guys? <laughs> No, I, I just I do think it's worth noting. So these guys take it seriously, like like the, the old neti pot regularly says here. Many reviewers use neti pots or other ways. If you don't know what a neti pot is, have you ever used a neti nasal pot? douche? I have, I have too. It's <coughs> so cool. It's the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> like I thought it was so yeah. gross till I tried it, and I was like, no, yeah, it is know, so gross. But that's totally worth it. like an totally for it. your nose. If you know if you yes. don't know what this is, look it up. On YouTube, and you'll throw up instantly. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels great when you it's, do it. It, it really does. It yeah. really cleanses out your. It's shoes. it's good. So I'm trying to find the term because, but I guess it's what it is. The, the 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 official term for a cigar taster. It's a cigar sommelier, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. term I've heard. Cigar yeah. sommelier. Okay, so it's the same as the wine sommelier. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know um, that in uh, in Cuba, uh, once a year they have a uh, that big cigar um, conference. And people from all over the world come, and I've seen film of these cigar sommeliers, and and they're sitting there uh, with their notepad. Oh my God. They're they're sniffing them. They're they they have multiple cigars, and they're sniffing them, and they're 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 I don't know. They're doing all kinds of stuff with them. <laughs> and then, uh, but I've ha- I've also heard other folks say, "Oh, that's a bunch of crap." Yeah. You know that that's just for show and whatever, but. I think the analogy or the the comparison to sommeliers, like wine sommeliers, is very apt because, you know, if if you are into that deeply, it's the same like Victor was saying with the pianist. Like, yeah. if you're into that deeply, y- you get it, and you yeah. you know you yeah. it makes sense. You, you know, you do appreciate the the very small nuances. But yep. yeah, I think for for the average wine fan, even. You just know what you like. Yeah. And I feel like, like, I would say all of us are probably at that level with cigars. Yeah. We've smoked many cigars. We know what we really like. Yeah. But I, I don't, I can't say that I've ever tasted leather in a cigar. No. Right? No. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know what to look for in that. So, so right now, Victor is watching someone neti pot, I think, for the first time. I saw my dad do it. He, he, he made my brother and I watch him. 
<laughs> so I guess, so I guess it, it 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 in clearing the nasal passages, you're supposed to get a better. Well, yeah, I mean, even so, okay, you went to the Bourbon Fest last year, yeah, right, and you guys came back and. And all of a sudden, you were all God's gift to, to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, we if were. I recall correctly, you you hosted a bit of a bourbon tasting. I didn't host you, it. You, it was at your house. Yeah. But okay, I did host it, but somebody <laughs> else let it. Yeah. But, but that so was Dave. Yeah. Understood. And I and I appreciated everything you had to say. I'm I'm unteasing. But remember how like. The, oh yeah, the nose, is, the nose yeah. is most of how you taste. Yeah. So what they taught us at, at the New Orleans Bourbon Festival, which, by the way, if you're hearing this, I highly recommend you anybody to go to this event in 2019. We're going again, actually, because we loved it so much this year. 2018 was fantastic, um, and and they they teach you how to taste bourbon, and the way the way um, it has to do with the glass, it has to do with uh, the, opening your mouth and and inha- and not sticking your nose right in the glass, but right just above it. And, and inhaling, and you really do... See, with bourbon, I can taste leather. I'm making that up. That's <laughs> not true. But if I can you taste... you it out of a boot, you can taste the leather. It ta- yeah, exactly. It tastes, but it does... You, you, do, you do smell it differently. There's a different aroma to it once you, they teach you how to do it. And, and so, in much the same way, we, we think we're tasting the cigar with our mouth, but a lot of what we're tasting is actually what we smell as we're smoking. Right. And right. so it's the same idea. Once you learn how to do it, you kind of, it's like, you know, you know how we only use 10% of our brains? Yeah, yeah. It's like once you use a neti pot, you can use 100% of your <laughs> It's like 30% more. Yeah. Um, so what, are the, what is another thing we're supposed to be doing to well, taste so a cigar? I actually so want to ta- read. I want to ta- taste leather. <clears throat> so I, I do want to say, though, the most important part of this article on Small Batch, and then we're going to jump to how we can attempt to... Uh, experience it so this is the for sure the best paragraph of this article words are powerful we associate them with certain things and that makes a cigar review difficult to both read and write consider chocolate for example and mentally go down the list of milk chocolate dark chocolate cocoa powder white chocolate hot chocolate chocolate mousse chocolate pudding sea salt variations etc everyone thinks of these things as being universally understood but I'd guarantee that if we blindfolded 50 people and gave them a taste of white chocolate, that we'd be hard-pressed to find it described in exactly the same way twice. Now consider coffee. How would you describe the flavor of coffee to someone who's never seen it, heard it, heard of it, or tasted coffee. it? So are you, as you probably noticed with that above idea, you have to rely on the taste that you already know to convey the concept. So using known associations to bridge the gap of the unknown. Descriptors like leather, cedar, cream, cocoa, earth, nuts, pepper, etc. Those are all things to form a baseline of associations with which a reviewer can communicate to the audience. We've mm. all tasted earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was a middle schooler once. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that what they're saying there is a cigar review is meant to be evocative. Like it's, it's, it's not meant to tell you what it tastes like. It's meant to tell you what the reviewer was reminded of in smoking it, if that makes mm. sense. Like, that's why they say it doesn't taste like leather, but there are notes of leather, right? So okay. it's kind of like that idea. I jumped the gun. <laughs> We're supposed to talk about retrohaling. I don't think you did it right. I don't know. Of course I didn't do it right. I choked. <laughs> okay. It came out of so, my eyes. <clears throat> one of the things in, in prepping for this that we talked about was retrohaling. I need to neti pod. Why uh, don't we neti pod live? Retrohaling, <laughs> is that when you smoke a cigar from the 70s? <laughs> Retro. <laughs> 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 
It's we it, we got that victim. <laughs> Thank you. It, so it's not I, exhaling smoke through your nose, folks. but it kind of is. <laughs> so if you were smoking a cigarette, which none of us ever have, but <clears throat> if you were, um, you with a cigarette, it's it's actually the opposite of smoking a cigar. With a cigar, you puff smoke into your mouth, and you mm. you kind of taste it in your mouth. I, I, and you I think blow that's something out. that popularly people don't know that. They don't realize you're not supposed to inhale a cigar. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, With a I, cigarette I or probably vaping, I actually have never Hold done on. that. Hold on, what did you say? I, I didn't know that until today when Racky was like, you can't inhale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll throw up all over yourself, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so you with a cigarette, really your goal is to get the smoke into your lungs, mm. and that's how you enjoy the nicotine. With a cigar, it's different. Like, with a cigarette, it's it's filtered and, and hopefully, and, and, you know, like, it's, it's probably more additives, I guess. I, I oh, honestly yeah. don't know. With a cigar, you're basically smoking rolled up leaves. Like there's I've no the other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put talking about cigarettes. They put like you know, I guess B12, some protein in there. I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of additives you're talking about. Little ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba. <laughs> Sounds like a character from Star Wars, doesn't it? We have uña de gato, cigarettes, ginkgo biloba, cigarettes. <laughs> So <laughs> ginkgo shot first. <laughs> so when you smoke a cigarette, you draw the smoke in. You actually can blow it out of your nose um, because you're just it, like the air that's in your lungs is mostly cigar or cigarette smoke at that point. With a cigar, because you do not put it into your lungs, retrohaling is moving the smoke out of your nose that you drew in with your mouth. But as opposed to with a cigarette where it goes through your lungs and then back out your nose, you just it, you kind of have to just close your throat, and it, like you kind of have to think about it to wait, wait, move wait. the smoke. To uh, your nose. How do I close my throat? What? what is it? <clears throat> I'm gonna Am read I like you gulping. So so we're onto a different a different article. This one's from Famous Smoke from their Cigar Advisor site. But then you're gonna show us how to do it, right? I, I I'm yes, okay. I will do it. You do it first. <clears throat> so retrohaling is the process of expelling smoke so that it passes through the nasal cavity and past the olfactory receptors mm, on its way out of your body. To call it exhaling or blowing smoke out through your nose is misleading because cigarette smokers also <clears throat> exhale smoke through the nose. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, and then it goes on to talk about the, um, why we do it, then how to retrohale. To retrohale cigar smoke, first you need to draw the smoke into your mouth and then close your mouth. With the smoke in your mouth, while holding your breath, open your throat and let the pressure in your lungs force the smoke out through your nose. Oh. Victor just Whoa, did it. Whoa. And now you it. get a totally different flavor, yeah, right? Yeah, it tastes licorice. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, that's the pepper. Right, okay. So that's how you retrohale. And that's what the cigar reviewers are doing to get all of these notes. Is there? It, it's like it, it, you, you experience it in a totally different way. It's very powerful, though. Like, you wouldn't want to do that with every puff yeah, at all, right? So it's like a couple times per cigar is the most you'd probably want to do. So Danny, since we talk about Danny DeFabio, our friend in Key West at Rodriguez Cigar, when we did the, when we recorded him, he talked about retrohaling. <clears throat> Good one. We talked about retrohaling, and, um, and he, said, he said, let a little bit of the smoke out first, and then you just retrohale. Yeah. Out, out through your mouth, and then retrohale through your nose. So... Mm. I'm going to try it. So breathe the smoke in, close your mouth, then use the breath in your lungs to blow it out of your... Kind of. I get notes of snot. (laughs) (laughs) You you need that neti pot. (laughs) 
<laughs> the crap between my teeth. <laughs> All right. Well, that, you know what, though? This cigar is, <coughs> by the way, just I, what do you think so far? Do you like it, Victor? Or? Uh, you know, I like it. And part of it is I, I let it I let the ash build up a lot. And it kind of I feel like it milds out the flavor if that's a. Wow. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that actually is it's a more um, smooth flavor. Somebody told me ash. once it stays lit longer. I don't know if that's true. but So I, I think once you kind of know how to do it a yeah. little bit. You can kind of retrohale just a tiny amount of a puff. So there's like an ambient smell right now, and I'm not sure if it's the Romeo Julieta. Is that what it is? Okay, there's like a background smell, which reminds me of like the Cuban countryside for some reason, which I guess is they're just yeah. You don't smell that? I, I, I was retrohaling on that, <laughs> so but I do. But I was gonna say I just I no no not making it up again. Power suggestion maybe I did get chocolate. Hmm. Just now, just a hint of like really dark chocolate. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you just witnessed us stepping up our game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Next stop, Havana Sommelier <laughs> Training School. <laughs> so, our, uh, our friend, friend of the podcast, Andrew Carson, he he was telling me that he he got into cigars, and when he gets into something, he does not do it, you know, uh, half heartedly. And so, he says that almost every cigar he has, he retrohales multiple multiple times and i think that you really can start to really more deeply appreciate the flavors yeah and and so you start to really understand why like like i think all of us prefer well i know marcos and i we prefer the darker cigars victor you tend not to but if you were retrohaling you wouldn't like the darker the cigar the much less smoke you would like to do that with yeah yeah i I wonder if does retrohaling make bad cigars taste worse hmm like That's interesting. I would have yeah. assumed that it would make, um, I, I would say like a lighter bodied cigar, it would make you appreciate if it's a good cigar or not. Okay, because you get more of it. You know, I mentioned the, the cigars I bought on Small Batch. I bought, um, there was one I really appreciated. It was an Intemperance. They named their, their cigars after Virtues, um, if I recall. Oh. And I, it was very clever. It was okay. a nice, a nice uh, gimmick. It got me in. But they're, they're really well-reviewed cigars. They're great. And um, but it was a, a much lighter wrapper. It was not a, a not a bold cigar. It, was, it wasn't it was a, too tempered. <laughs> no, it was a light bodied <laughs> cigar, and it it was awesome. <laughs> and and like so, I I really enjoyed smoking it. And with retrohaling it, it you know what I I likened it to when you taste a really good pilsner beer. Like there are good pilsner beers, but most of what is out there is Bud Light or Budweiser or something. You and guys, I did it. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Give it to Marcos. He'll smoke anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but, so I, I remember with that, that Intemperance one I smoked, which is a, the one I, I don't remember which model I had or which virtue it was, but it was much lighter. And I remember just being like, oh, this is actually a really good light-bodied cigar. Uh, oh. I, I'm going to say I, I've retrohaled about four times now. I, I think I need to slow down. <laughs> i on it. I, I like because I, I oh. seriously do taste the pepper when, when red for hailing. It's something that's not noticeable at all when it doesn't go through your nose. Danny, like, sorry. Go oh ahead. yeah, I feel like when you retrohale, it leaves the, the taste on the roof of your mouth. Like it leaves like a really strong taste. Yeah, mm. yeah. What were the notes again of this one? Uh, Have you looked that up? I want to say chocolate, leather, pepper. Uh, Chocolate, pepper, coffee, leather, and wood. Yeah, um, coffee and wood. I'm not. 
I got the chocolate. Yeah, I I actually think that comparing a cigar to coffee is cheating, because like, if I drink American coffee, right? Like, I'm not talking about the good, you know, colada, but American coffee, like, I drink it black, and so coffee is bitter, but like, I mean, good. You know what I mean? So like, I think just about every cigar shares that bitter yeah. profile. Like, I don't well, know. Have, have you had? Hard um, for me to imagine a specific. Have you had Panther coffee? coffee? Yeah, Panther Coffee in Miami. In Miami, yeah, in in Miami, um, we're, we're recording from an undisclosed location, but mm-hmm. Panther Coffee's in Miami and uh, down there in Miami, they're, they're, they're the, the local, uh, I guess, microbrew for coffee. And something they do to their coffee, which I think is cheating, but whatever, is they they under roast their their coffee beans, so you actually taste the beaniness <laughs> more. It tastes more beany, but what it does is like. The coffee doesn't taste bitter, and right? A different flavor entirely. Okay. Whereas, like, we're used to like when you think when you say standard coffee and you're thinking like Folgers or something like that. Like, yes, that is a bitter flavor that doesn't really taste like much. I, I and I think yeah, with cigars, it's probably an easy way to get an extra word in there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like right? Coffee. Like, yeah. I've had that coffee before, Panther, and and it does taste a little. <clears throat> like green almost yeah yeah, yeah like like vegetable i tell you flavor. what i think about Notes green a lot when i go there because that coffee <laughs> is like five dollars a cup oh yeah 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 that's right <laughs> exactly yeah um i uh gosh so i wonder what the uh the, there's a, the green cigars what are they called again the 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 green leaf cigars where they put the Marco, that's a blunt. No, <laughs> this is the bigger one. It's, an, it's uh it's it's basically um, they were really popular. I forgot the name, but they were really popular in the thir- in the early 20th century because uh, uh, the American palate they appreciated those cigars because they huh. were milder cigars. They, they wouldn't have smoked these because they were too strong for them. Candela cigars. Candela, you're right. Yeah. Which is fire, which is ironic because they're, they're, you'd think it's, a, ooh, candela. And it's, no, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a leaf. Like, Eucalyptus, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the candela cigars. Yeah, that's, and I, I've smoked those. I wonder what those taste like, if you, what notes those have. But with, with a wine, the, a wine sommelier will tell you, because I, 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 I took some, for fun, I took these classes with a wine sommelier one time. And, and one of the things that they told me was, um, you, yeah, everybody tastes something different. Like she's, she was saying, if I, I could taste, you know, uh, you know, prunes or maybe pineapple or something like that, but you might get anything like mango or something else, you know, so go ahead. Um, so I work at a cafe and I'm a barista there and yes. what you're saying about the wine with the coffee, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like I might taste, I remember for one bean in particular it was from Burundi mm-hmm. and I tasted, it was had like an earthy flavor. It was like citrusy to me. And then my coworker, Nick, uh, he tasted like beets, you know? Ew. I know, it's, it was weird. <laughs> but like, weird but when coworker. We're, <laughs> but, when we're, but when we're tasting like. I taste beets and sadness. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of my demo. <laughs> Damn it, Trevor. <laughs> Like we all want to try whenever we get new a new bean we all want to try it and then we all end up saying what we taste and it's always something different everyone yeah. tastes something different and yeah. how how often are you just lying um well when my boss is there <laughs> 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 Teresa, i hope you don't hear this um no but it's 
Because I've been, a, I mean, it's very hard to find distinct flavors, especially in a coffee that I'm not used to. So I'll be like, they'll be like, what do you taste? I'm like, I'm thinking, and they're like, do you taste the strawberries? And I'm like, yes, I taste <laughs> I taste the fruity flavors in this coffee. But yeah. Oh, that's odd because there's no strawberries. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> well, I, I had a, a coffee tangent here. I went to a competitor uh, coffee chain in Miami, not Starbucks, which kind of narrows it down if you're from here and you know what I'm talking about. But was I went it, there. Was it heavenly? Uh, yes. Did it have a certain passion? <laughs> a certain to it? passion to yes. it. Although I, I think this barista was not as passionate as she should have been. Ah. Because I, I, for one, prefer a more uh, a brighter flavor of coffee, mm-hmm. which in coffee terms is actually acidity. A high acidity coffee has a brighter flavor to it and it is naturally it's gonna be less bitter. Mm-hmm. And I was looking and they have like so many different blends there. And I asked, oh, does, does this have high acidity? And the, the nice young lady there said like, oh, no, 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 don't worry, it doesn't have, I'm like, no, 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 that's like what I want. Mm. And she didn't understand that acidity was actually a good thing yeah. in coffee. She thought I meant like, does it have poison in it? I yeah, guess. yeah. <laughs> is it gonna burn? Is yeah, it, is it gonna burn my mouth? She thought you said gluten. <laughs> <laughs> remember when trans fat was a thing? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, well, Malcolm yeah. Gladwell taught us trans you remember, fat's good. Yeah, Coca-Cola wild chips now with no trans fat apparently. <laughs> remember wild chips? Yeah, that they came with oh, a warning. Oh, Alestra, Alestra, and they came yeah. said warning: these chips may cause anal leakage. Yeah. <laughs> On the bag, I remember they uh, said that Ray Romano had it's some great stand-up about that. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Romano, what? Yeah, he had a, a good joke about that in his stand-up. Just like, um, if if you're warning that your product may cause anal leakage, like <laughs> it's not worth it, no matter what. Like, exactly, it's, it's wrong. You shouldn't be selling something. And they sold that for years, and people just kept uh, buying it. Yeah, we yeah. are so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's the verdict on La Mission de Atelier? This is a very, very good cigar. By the way, Pepin Garcia, you said they are also involved in the fabrication yeah, of it's, the cigars? It's, so it's owned by the, the company that does Tatuaje, but it's um, as as are the Tatuaje cigars. They're rolled by uh, Pepin Garcia at the My Father yes. Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. These, uh, my, my favorite cigars... Uh, have been um, the uh, or my go-to cigars for like a daily smoke is La Flor Dominicana's mm. uh, the chisel double hero chisel. It's my favorite. But it's the goat. This one I actually bought a box of these before of the but the, the shorter ones and and I uh, picked them up again and I'm, I'm, this is becoming uh, one of my go-to cigars now too along with the LFDs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoy it. So excellent. So. Oh, ret- uh, retro any more retro healings? Are you going to do it? I didn't see you. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, I did it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll do it again. I, <clears throat> I heard you of, cough, but. I had a lot of beer, so I'm kind of like feeling just jammed up a little bit. Tell me if you get any notes of. Uh... We just had our first corn cob pipe appearance. Yeah. You're welcome. The lavender, it, t- it tastes pretty good. Like, it's a lavender this tobacco is my in there? Urban wow. blend. Oh, herbal. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, urban. Okay. Herbal blend. Julieta has something to say. Excuse me. So I looked up the notes in the Romeo, Romeo Julieta cigars, mm-hmm. and when I was retrohaling it, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, all I told her, I was like, I just taste dirt. 
And then the the like sommelier review thing said oak and like a bunch of trees, and I was like, they were trees. Ah, oh. now so oak, spruce, or mahogany? It was. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, it okay. was a medium-bodied blend of Birch, oak please. and coffee flavors. That's exactly what it wow. was. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what an enlightening experience. Sorry. So I just yeah. retrohaled. I, I get the pepper, like that that sharp, yeah. that sharp. You know, it's like a Mike real, and Ike. Real quick, yeah. yeah. Um, but you reminded me. There's a, a fascinating <laughs> video out there. I'll post it in the show notes. It stars um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, much better known as Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson. Right. And, but but it, this was filmed after years after Parks and Rec stopped filming. And so I think it's pretty widely known, but Nick Offerman, a.k.a. Ron Swanson, he actually has a wood shop. Like his family, his brothers, they're all woodworkers. Like he, he's the pansy of the family. <laughs> and he's exactly like his character because he's the one that wanted to be on stage and act. And so, um, but there's this great video where uh, he's blindfolded and is handed a piece of wood and he has to guess what kind of wood it is yeah. by smelling it. So he scratches him. He gets, I think he gets four out of five. Oh, wow. Like, like on God. the nose. <laughs> like, it's pretty impressive. So to speak. Oh. But yeah, so apparently you can tell the difference between oak and spruce. I mean, we all can smell cedar, I know, but yeah. Mm. Cool. Well, mind if I turn a corner? Sure. Okay, so basically uh, coming up, we got some, some, some cool stuff that we're going to, I guess we can talk about it here before we close this out. So we're, we have, uh, uh, one of the things we have that I'm really excited about is we have, uh, we're going to be interviewing a, 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 a friend of El Lector, uh, back when this was a speaky, uh, speaking event, uh, uh, back in the day, a few years ago, uh, we had a gentleman by the name of Jose, Jose Aleman, uh, or J, uh, what, what does it go by, JB, JB. Uh, come on, and he t- and uh, he came t- with Rolando Yanis, and they introduced and and talked about the film called White Elephant. What is there to save? Which was a local Miami film uh, about the Miami uh, baseball stadium, known as Bobby Maduro Stadium, and the history of the stadium. Um, Jose Aleman's grandfather had built the stadium, gave it to his son back in the in the in the fifties. And uh, his son, who's JB's dad, uh, was uh, basically was was very wealthy, and uh, they they had this stadium, uh, which he would use for baseball. But he also used it to um, to store uh, weapons and uh, an arsenal of weapons to overthrow the Batista government in Cuba. Uh, later. Uh, when he found out that Batista, or that Fidel was communist, when it came out that he he had uh, uh, his beliefs were leaning towards communism, uh, li- like many other Cubans, he turned on his on that idea and then started stockpiling weapons to try to overthrow Castro. And there's a lot of stuff in the story that involves uh, it involves uh, the JFK assassination. Uh, the mafia and a lot of Miami history in it. So we're gonna, we're excited. We're going to be doing an interview with him soon. And um, in a couple weeks, also, I'm going to be going to New Orleans to interview uh, Ray Canada. Ray Ray is a local character in uh, in New Orleans. And, uh, I believe he's he's known around town as the man who ate New Orleans. He's known around town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he they made a film on uh, uh, based on him. 
uh, after Hurricane Katrina hit, and he decided he was a newcomer to New Orleans, and he decided he wanted to get to know the folks of New Orleans, the real people. So he visited um, several, every restaurant that he, that he could that was a mom-and-pop type restaurant and would get to know the owners, the, uh, the, the workers, and, uh, and you know, just support them. And he, he ended up with a list over of a thousand plus back when we had him on as a speaker and elector of, a few years ago uh, to, to introduce his film. So we got uh, two interviews coming up on filmmakers, but also he's, uh, going back to Ray in New Orleans, he's, he, he's doing a thing that he calls Tinfoil Fest. So ask me what Tinfoil Fest is. Yeah, please, can you tell yeah, us so, about Tinfoil yeah, Fest? Yeah, so that's a good question. So Tinfoil Fest is basically his, his third annual JFK conspiracy uh, <laughs> meeting. <laughs> he's holding it at Cafe Luna in New Orleans. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to share some, some tidbits about the Cuban connection to the JFK assassination. And he's going to talk about um, just all the conspiracies surrounding the, uh, the event and uh, the, history, the history before and after. So it's going to be two pretty cool events, two pretty cool uh, episodes coming up. And uh, I think we've got some other stuff in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we've got... We've got we we basically exhaustively explored from from this very back porch every neighborhood in Miami, mm-hmm. and we'll be we'll be breaking down the different parts of Miami as we know them, and um, and <clears throat> specifically really centering on the heart of Miami, right? Kendall, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's that's uh, that's that's the heart, and then, and and the uh, the head, of course, Hialeah, <laughs> which we will uh, we'll delve into that a little bit as well. I think it's a different body part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're going to be talking about some other communities as well. So we're going to be uh, we're, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up on the podcast. Any closing comments? No, we'd love to hear what you think. Um, uh, if you if you are uh, someone that's enjoying cigars, we would love to hear you record yourself retrohaling for the first time. Oh, if yeah. you have not tried it, preferably on video. Yeah, so that would be great. Laugh at you. Use your phone. Send us send us that. We would love to share that on our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, it is the place to to kind of yeah. catch most of our stuff. And I want to reiterate, in case you were skipping through the podcast, retrohaling. Fully inhale the smoke into your lungs and hold it there <laughs> yeah. as long as possible. Yeah, please get that on film for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Yeah.